Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Fans in Motion podcast, the only podcast that you didn't know you needed. I say to my friends, when I look at what's been going on, I have to laugh to keep from crying when I think of how it used to be and how so much has changed. Don't talk to me anymore. Say hello, Josh. Use that term friends loosely. Loosely. Brentry, hi. Andrew, how you doing, buddy? I'm all right, man. All right. I was uh, catching up with some homework right before we started here, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so, Josh, Josh, how you doing, bud? I'm always doing good. Well, except for when I got to, you know, work with you, too. But other than that, yeah, then here we go. It's already starting. We need more pre-production meetings, apparently, or at least pay attention. Pre-production. Or yeah, yeah. Just read the two word sentence. <laughs> Ranking hey, excuses, it. I, I saw that. Uh, what was I, it doesn't matter. I was preoccupied and it's like, I got it, got it moving on anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. And didn't pay any attention to it. So, um, so here we are. Um, so the last episode we did was uh, reunited and it feels eh, okay. Um, I don't was that two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I don't remember when the well, last time we put an episode. I think, out. It, I think it was three weeks ago. We're, uh, uh, we're getting back on a, uh, schedule here, hopefully. Um, and uh, yeah, so this will be when this is released. It'll be three weeks, making the fans like uh, want it more because they don't Man, know when they're going right. to get it. Yeah, Prince no, Mom. Prince Mom. It's like a leap year. Yeah, it's one leap episodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, this episode we're doing uh, was uh, brainchild of Brent himself. We're going to be doing the. Uh, ranking of the uh fantastic shaw blades album long awaited i think episode that we've really kind of just been putting on the back burner but uh it was time i guess so here we are it's gonna be fun conversation but listen to it all day kind of to do it i mean kind of uh re educating myself on the songs of this this album so cabela's and chevy truck presents brent's (laughs) t-shirt sporting world though as a camping world presents (laughs) Um, Compliments I guess we'll, to Kathy, Kathy Kirkman. Got to drop that name in there again. Yeah, nice looking shirt. I do not have. I tried to find my uh, my lost ticket stub, but um, I can't find where I put it, so I don't have that to show off today for the Shaw Blade show that got well, canceled on me. If you wouldn't have called it a lost ticket stub, you would have been able to find it. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, my basement's in a, a bit of disarray right now. But uh, hey, it's been a while <laughs> before we since we talked. What's uh? Before we get into the episode, what's uh, what's been going on with you guys? Anything exciting going on that I've missed? Josh, you got any you... concerts you've been going to? Well, yeah. Oh, Lord. Any angle but that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. I, I, I mean, did you want to save that for Night Ranger News? I didn't oh want to step on it. Oh, my Lord. No, no. Just, we, we could do that. Look at that. I don't even know who those characters are. Yeah, I'm glad I missed that. I, one. I could tell you what we had a we had a hard time keeping the ladies away from us. Yeah, yeah. I bet. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. That's why. That's why I shaved just because they were you know they followed me here to Lancaster. I couldn't get anything done when I left the house. Ladies, ladies, ladies. Chainsaw so, Bob are the his house. What uh, <laughs> what uh, what show is that, guys? That would be. I mean, you throw a picture up, but don't tell us. That would be the Joel Hoekstra, Brandon Gibbs show at um, MVP Sports Bar in Cincinnati, Ohio. 
And for those that may not know, because we got new fans and casual fans, Joel Hoekstra was the Night Ranger guitarist who replaced Reb Beach, who replaced Jeff Watson. And Joel was in the band from roughly 2007 to what, 2000, early 2015, somewhere in there, something like that, 2014. Um, and uh, played on two studio records and the acoustic live record so we went uh what was a saturday night and saw the jewel hoaxer show we played uh with his buddy brandon gibbs played a couple of solo songs off his two solo records so it was a uh, good time had by all remind us josh why do we know brandon gibbs um because he was with jewel hoaxer uh, uh, Brent he, was, he was in Devil City Angels with Ricky Rocket okay. of Poison, Eric Brittingham of Cinderella, and Jeff LeBar of Cinderella. Okay. Um, Brandon's been around the, the circuit. Oh, he was also in a band. Maybe maybe it wasn't Eric Brittingham. It was um, Rudy Sarzo. He was a band okay. with Rudy Sarzo. I think that was Devil City Angels. Um, when Brett Michaels was kind of... Um, for lack of better terms, holding poison hostage. Basically, he was doing his solo tours and wouldn't reunite with poison. They got tired of waiting around for Brett Michaels. They called Brandon Gibbs up and said, Hey, they I don't and I don't think they went out as poison. Right. I that I, I can't verify that, but I know they did some festivals and what have you without Brett Michaels. And next thing you know, there's a poison tour scheduled, you know. That's cool. Okay. So but a good time. Great singer, great singer, great songwriter. He wrote a song about um, this girl was getting married and her dad had died. And someone had contacted about writing a song and it was about called I want I want to dance with my friend. And it, it was it was pretty moving. It's on YouTube. I suggest everybody go look it up under Brandy Gibbs. Um, he's got some really good stuff. He did some solo stuff. Um, it was fun watching those guys because it was it, it had to be like a last minute thing because they only did three shows over the weekend, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. We were the second show and they were just throwing stuff on the list. And and Brandon said that solo that Joel played was incredible. That was not the same solo that he played last night. So there was a lot of improv improvisation going on and. Joel comes out and he sings Roadhouse Blues by The Doors. Normally, yeah. I hate The Doors, but man, he sounded awesome. And he said, that's the reason why I don't sing. He sang really yeah. well. Cool. So, so, good times. All right, that's good. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to check out some more Brandon Gibbs stuff now since... Um, I had just, uh, in our time between shows, I, had, I went down to the Ryman and saw Sammy Hagar. Uh, in the circle, and that's just always a good time. If you guys, you know, I say to you two that I'm talking to, if you get a chance to go, it's fantastic. Uh, anybody watching the show or listening, man, Sammy still puts on a great show. His it's, his set list is basically just a, a greatest hits package. You know, there might be one or two songs you don't know. I think, Brandon, I told you, you played that uh, Van Halen song. Uh, what is it? Human, humans being? Oh, humans being, yeah. Which uh, that, I, that made me lose my shit when you said that. Yeah, I wasn't super familiar with it, but when, I, when he got into it, I was like, oh, I do remember hearing this song. But, uh, man, he, I mean, it just opens with a hit and just goes on and on. And 
was he still funny? Did he say anything funny to the ground? I mean, he always has been entertaining. Yeah. He was having a great old time. He was mixing drinks on the drum riser. Um, he let uh, when Jason Bonham started talking, you, you know, Jason was talking to the crowd and he goes, that's why you don't give a drummer a microphone. Cause it just kept going and going. He's like, all right, sh- shut up. Stop talking. You know, you know, and of I course, being when, in Nashville, he had sorry. guests uh, jump up on stage with him. So we we saw uh, I was messaging Brent during the show. Bob Weir from the Grateful Dead jumped up, who, uh, you know, I, I make no apologies. I do not understand the Grateful Dead. I even Brent, he goes, man, he goes, you're trying to you, you're Mr. Expand your song. Uh, listen to more music. There's not enough in the world to make me like a Grateful Dead song. And if that makes anybody angry, sorry, I don't care. Uh, he stood on stage and wasted 10 minutes of Sammy Hagar's time, and I was irritated by it. But he also had, um, uh, what, who was it, Brent? Uh, Kenny uh, Kicks, Brooks, Dunn, uh, one of the guys? Ronnie, he had Ronnie Dunn. Ronnie Dunn jumped up, and then uh, Gavin DeGraw jumped up and joined him on stage. So that was awesome, and that's one of the joys of being in Nashville, um, seeing people <laughs> join him on stage. May, may, I, may I, for a moment, here, these are Andy tweets to uh-huh. me. Okay, during the show. Um, here, I'm just getting okay. Bob Weir is on stage with Sammy. Fucking horrible. The great, the great dead suck. And I wrote back, trucking. Now, Andy, you said the older you get, the more your mind opens to music. I wish one of the guys from Brooks and Dunn just came out, and I'm trying to salvage a song, not fade away. I went, not that open. They suck. Um, blah, blah, blah. And I asked him if it was Kicks Brooks. He's like, no, the taller guy. I'm like, oh, Ronnie Dunn. Kevin DeGraw just came out, blah, blah, blah. And here's where I'll end with. He sang When It's Love at the end with them. He was fine. Bob Weir, poop. <laughs> so, I mean, well, if, you, uh, if you know a uh, Grateful Dead fan, the best thing I always like to do is uh, – you know they'll talk about Grateful Dead and how great they are and all that stuff. And I'll go like I'll go listen. I mean, I get it. Like they they hit their peak and really hit their creative peak with that song that was really deep, that Touch of Gray song. And when you bring up Touch of Gray to a Grateful Dead fan, they f- almost just want to go hang themselves. That because- their sister Christian. Well, that is like their only top 40 hit, top 10 hit. Yeah, that's when that was kind of commercial. Yep. And uh, so you throw that out there or Shakedown Street, which is like Grateful Dead disco. Um, But uh, um, the one cool thing about it is, uh, you know, they always let you record shows. So there's, they got just every show out there. And what's really cool is with that is, there are if you're a collector there's certain like people that recorded shows that you try to collect they were better recorders than others um so there's like people out there fans out there that would record the shows who are actually like kind of famous in that community because of how well they recorded shows back in the uh the 70s and if i remember correctly they had probably one of the biggest walls of sound um ever which i don't know what the fuck they're playing you know uh but uh you know but if you've ever seen it's just amplifiers stacked to the ceiling um well they probably don't know what they were playing either yeah well i mean look i don't i don't mean to disparage any other band i truly don't but my god i just don't get it with that band them and fish i just truly don't 
think well, it's, it's it's more than music just like kiss is more than music uh well i mean well i mean at least kiss has harmony and melody and catchy hooks yeah well i mean fire. That, take out touch of gray what's that toe tap and catchy hook that you can just hum hey, from gray truck in uh, i'll put it yeah, this way um, and i'll leave it at this i heard an interview with jj french from twisted sister the mighty twisted sister and he was talking about he had a uh he had a cocaine problem for a drug problem for many years. And he goes, I was a deadhead. I traveled around. And I saw the dead countless times. He said, then I got clean and sober. I'm got, and his words were, they're fucking horrible. Those are his words, not mine. All right. We talked enough about the dead and reading text. Oh, wait, you, what else I want to say, you, you know, one of their worst bootleg sounds like. No, all you I hear don't. is all you hear is. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure here, we're going to catch here. catch some crap about this, but uh, anyway, editorial. Uh, so let's go on. Is there any Night Ranger news, Josh? Let's get back on topic of a good band. Night <laughs> Ranger news. Well, there's all kinds of Night Ranger news going on. Uh, the covering trucking. There we go. Uh, I'll skip the, that track. Uh, covers record of all Grateful Dead songs. Yeah. Um, so skills. <laughs> has oh, been yeah. they've released a couple singles skills is a new put together band featuring brad gillis um billy sheehan from mr big uh david huff from giant and zoltan or whatever his name is this uh, new singer so they got two singles out uh you can pre-order the cd and they have a vinyl um, it's a colored vinyl. I can't remember what color it is, but there is a, uh, colored vinyl that you can purchase. So that comes out in May. Uh, and then, uh, last week, uh, Richard, uh, I don't know if it's Plodner. I might be pronouncing that incorrectly. Uh, but he was the producer on the first couple Rubicon records, uh, produced a lot of like the big three dog night records mm -hmm. um had some individual hits on um of his own in the early 60s he passed away uh, i saw it pretty quick um through someone on my friends list who's a musician who had worked with him and i knew that name and you know it, it came to me pretty quick and he had just posted it so it's like one of those things where you're like well i wonder if jack and brad know and it's like do they even care you know that was so long ago right and uh but then i was like you know it's like they if they do care you know i don't want them learning this guy they've known for 40 years passed away via text message for you know from some dipshit that does their social media so i got a hold of ed and just told him hey i don't know if they know or if they care but this person passed away and um and it, he did he they those guys were uh you know jack especially was st still friends with him and they had a lot of good memories and um so uh they each sent kind of a thing they wanted to write and we did it put it on the social so you can track that down and see what they um what they said but um yeah so i mean if you think about it so you know, Richard uh, Plodner died, produced the Rubicon records. Pat Glasser produced the first three Night Ranger records has mm -hmm. passed away. Um, 
and Keith Olson, who produced Man in Motion, has passed away. So it's really the only producer left from those classic eras or before Night Rangers, uh, Kevin Kevin Elson from Big Life. Um, and what's crazy is he was on the Leonard Skinner plane that crashed and you know killed oh wow all those guys. Um, he was their sound front of the house sound guy. I'm pretty sure he actually came in and produced. They did Street Survivors. They didn't like the sound, so he kind of came in and produced it. Didn't really get credit and redid the how it sounded. He was their front of the house sound guy. He was on the plane with them when that went down. But anyways, um, so a lot of like I said, a lot of, a lot of these those guys that were key instruments in Night Ranger's career. Um, are Did you gone. get the Big Life producer lined up for our next interview? Yeah, I need to probably get on. <laughs> um, but you could ask him some questions. So, uh, so we got there was that, uh, like we said earlier, that we went to go see uh, Joel Hoekstra. He was doing the Campfire Tour 2022. Um, I got some cool stuff signed, the latest Joel record, which he did. Uh, song off of this was uh, hard to say goodbye it's cool they're selling these for five bucks so if someone didn't have anything it's you know it wasn't like they were too expensive i got this sign for the uh the four-year-old white snake record that jewel's on and signed it to my son there dawson rock on with some squiggly marks you listen to that album josh i haven't got that one yet is it good yeah, I mean they're they're not bad. I, I mean I, they're not something I just put in all the time, but they're they're good I, rock I, albums. The one re- White Snake record that came out that I really enjoyed, I think came out two thousand eleven, called Forevermore. I'm pretty sure that was yeah, that that, that was right. what it was called. There was two two studio albums came out about the same time. Uh, Joel's not on that, but though that Forevermore one was really good, and then they did one in two thousand and fifteen which I'm pretty sure Jewel is on, which was the purple record where they yeah. went back and redid all the deep purple was it, songs. Was it deepest covered. purple something like that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, remember I think it's just, that. I just think it's called the purple. Re- I don't know. But anyways, that's really good. And they got two studio records. They've gone back and redid. I think their newest record is one. They went back and re-recorded. That was supposed to be, I think released in the nineties. Uh, I don't know exactly, but, but Jewel on that record probably co-wrote five or six songs. Yeah. And here's something I've been kind of working on for 30 years. Um, it started me just getting something signed in the early 90s. And then after a while, I realized, well, hell, if I'm ever going to do this, this would be the only thing I really have with everybody. So this is Seven Wishes that I got signed back in the early 90s with Gary Moon and Brad Gillis. And then when I met them in 96, 97, I got Fitz and Jeff to sign it. Um, now, of course, back then, you know, you don't think much about it. And you're having them sign it in black. But uh, um, but then I realized, well, I got these guys signing it. Um, I got like Jeff and Fitz, who are going to be the hardest. Um, so I've started working on getting every member to sign it over the years. So if you look back in the 90s, I got Gary Moon there to sign it over here. There's Brad. Um, I got Brad twice. He signed it to Josh there again. 
you got some Kelly Kagi. And then a couple years ago, I got Jesse Bradman to sign up. And uh, last month, I asked Eric. So there's Eric Scribble Marks. And then there's Carrie. And then I had Joel sign it right there. So amazingly enough, I'm missing Jack. I realized I got Brad twice, but I don't have Jack on here. Um, and I still need Reb Beach, Michael Lardy, and Christian Collins. So um, there's that. I got signed at the uh, Jewel show. Um, and his other records. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. All right. What else we got? Uh, Night Ranger news. Uh, so last September, there was the Danny Repepi Memorial Show in Cleveland. Um, Ed Repepi, Night Ranger's tour manager. His brother was killed in a car wreck, car accident. And they had this memorial show in September in Cleveland last year. And they raised money to basically buy um, five uh, police dogs for different um, uh, uh, police departments in the area. And they just purchased those and announced which, you know, areas would be getting them. So, um, you know, so thanks to everybody who went there and it was a great time for us. We got to meet a lot of people. Um, and I think in November, they're going to have the second memorial show, uh, not much is known yet if night range it will be night ranger or what it will consist of where at or anything like that but it looks like it'll be somewhere probably in middle november um last week night ranger played on the 80s cruise so there was some photos out there um i don't think they nothing unique with the set list um, they just did a sail away didn't they they didn't actually cruise did they they i don't know if it was technically a sail away um i they were not on the cruise they were on the ship but i don't know if the ship was had taken off from somewhere else yeah, it was a port and then came in they played the show and then took off um but there was the 80s cruise and there Tons of shows are going to be starting to be announced. Um, some of the ones that were just announced, there's a show in North Dakota and a show in Cheyenne, Washington, or Cheyenne, Wyoming, um, where they are opening for Kid Rock. Uh, the Cheyenne one just went on sale. I think the North Dakota one goes on sale in a week or two. And your show there, Andrew, Fort Wayne at Sweetwater um, just went on sale today or yesterday yeah so um yeah somewhere in indiana as uh, tom shape and shaping would say um Ding. so and a lot more tour dates coming up and you know everybody is on there like why aren't they playing here why are they not playing there you got to remember when these things are were scheduled um covid still going strong in january so if you're in a state let's say on the east coast that has some stricter you know restrictions they probably didn't schedule shows in those states so you may not see certain areas for a while because these shows have all been booked um so far in advance so 
you know, you're going to see lots of shows in Florida where they just didn't have many mass restrictions. So they could just book whatever they wanted. Um, so, you know, you're going to see some areas not touched probably for a while just because of when they um, scheduled all these shows. Record store day release, April 23rd. Night Ranger has two records coming out. The first time on vinyl somewhere in California, um, yeah. which Brent has shown on the last episode, is being released on vinyl at Gatefold. Um, so it will be out there on April 23rd. I think there's a thousand copies of it. Well, I have some news to report on that as well. Well, there you go. Spit it out. Well, um, I was speaking to um Clay. Clay, um, you know, hooked Andy and I and Josh up with um the test pressings, and I that, I was actually trying to pull that up as you were talking, so I got Joel to sign that over Saturday. So I got the very first autographed copy so far. Um, now I got to get Night Ranger to sign it. Um, but Clay, um, Sunday I sent him a picture of it. Say, hey, Joel thought it looked great, and he said, well. He said all the albums will be at the distributor on Tuesday. So they have all been printed. So it's definitely coming out for record store day. And then he told me that the, he was sending out the um, band's copies this week. So That's they're going to cool. be getting their copies of the blue vinyl. Nice. That is cool that they are getting their copies because that doesn't always happen. Um, yep. So, uh, well, it's just good to know that it's actually going to be there this time, you know. So that's why I wanted to add that in there. So, you got the Somewhere in California record, and you have the 45 on green vinyl with two new Night Ranger songs recorded during the ATVPO sessions. Wasted Time, which I think on the last episode I may said was a ballad. And I think it's because I'd got the Skid Row box set and was listening to Waste of Time. <laughs> and maybe just because so you just took my joke. Uh, uh, it's not a ballad. It's it's a it's a uh, it's it's a rock and song. It's a little bit like uh, um, tracks two and four uh, off ATVPO. Um, uh, baby, baby, it's bringing it all oh. home to me. And then the like the honky tonker on. Uh, uh, a track four where he talks you know says something about cocaine and you know and uh eric's playing the uh saloon piano kind of type thing so uh anyways two new songs you'll enjoy it green vinyl go get it and um the other thing is uh it's been brought up a couple times where rick emmett from triumph has talked about being asked to join damn yankees and you know uh and where where would he fit in and who whatever uh he said it you know he talks that jack was the one that called him so you know i tossed out because i've never heard this and except from rick emmett and uh i thought well maybe it was from the late 90s early 2000s when they're trying to, you know, find someone for Tommy Shaw. That makes sense. A guitar player who can sing and, mm -hmm. you know, makes more sense than finding someone or, you know, replace Ted Nugent. Uh, you know, you're not replacing Nugent with Rick Emmett, you know, with if you're 
trying to bring in a name. Um, and the, the individuals said, no, this was in, you know, during the original period in the early nineties. Um, so I'm not saying it didn't happen, obviously not there, but I've never heard any of the other guys talk about it. Um, like I said, the history that I know that's pretty concrete was, you know, Dame Yankees formed in 88, Ted Nugent, Tommy Shaw, and they used Michael Carloni. And I can't remember the guy's last name's name's Nor was the bass player. And at that point, they had four songs. One of them was Come Again. One of them was Mystified. And they had the name Damn Yankees then. It didn't quite, you know, they didn't quite get it going. So there was like a three or four month break. And then they basically say, hey, let's give this thing another try. And it was either right before, or right at the time Jack became available and they threw Jack in the picture. So, you know, I don't know where the Rick Emmett thing comes in. If, um, if there was an argument and Ted said, I'm leaving or Tommy said, I'm leaving. I've never heard any of that. It sounded like everything was pretty going pretty good. Um, from everything I've seen. Um, and, you know, all those guys pretty much needed that, you know, needed that record because oh yeah, Ted wasn't selling anything. You know, he could tour. He had the name. You know, he could always get a, you know, go tour himself or he could always go open for bigger groups. How he opened for Kiss most of the 80s, you know. Um, but Tommy Shaw, you know, he, his deal was done. They were not, he'd released the solo records. All three of them were just, you know, disappointing sales wise. He didn't have a deal and couldn't get one. Um, Jack Blades just came from Night Ranger where Big Life underperformed and Man in Motion dead in the water. Um, if no one's buying a Night Ranger record, no one's buying a Jack Blades solo record. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, and, and you know, Ted Nugent, like I said, brought that name to the band. So I just don't see where, hey, we're going to get rid of Nugent and bring in Rick Emmett. Uh, that don't make any sense. I mean, they made a concession to Ted. They gave one third of all the songwriting credit and the publishing to Ted Nugent. And I can guarantee you that Ted Nugent did not write a third of that music. That's why on there it says all songs written by Tommy Jack and Ted. And that was probably one of the agreements was, you know, hey, if I'm joining this band, I've got a bigger name than you two do. You know, you're going to give me a cut of the, the writing and the publishing. And that's exactly what they did. And they've even alluded to that. You know, you'll hear them joke, you know, we recorded this, you know, high enough, right? We recorded this. Ted was out in the woods somewhere. Yeah. Or, you know, I've heard him say, uh, you know, here's our song, you know, high enough. Here's the part that Ted wrote. And they'll just do like a ding, 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 like a guitar little solo. Yeah. Right? So they've alluded to that Ted didn't provide much. But what Ted provided was the name and his big guitar riffs. And Ted well, was happy with that because those were probably some of the biggest checks he ever saw. Yeah. Her brother Tommy's rhythm and blues coming out high enough, and I knew it just needed this little flair to it. So I lit my arrow, got my guitar out, and this is what came out. So there we go. That's the Night Ranger news. 
Alrighty. Um, any <laughs> new stuff they still want to show besides the stuff you already shown, Josh? Anything, anything new they got? Uh... Well, I found this. I was looking, but I didn't. I couldn't find anything I got new. Oh, oh uh, yeah. import of the cassette. So you never know what you'll find. Um, I need to go through my stuff more. Uh, but yeah, uh, and you would think it would be Japan that changed it. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it's uh, it's the UK, and I don't know why. Like to me, uh, talk of the devil's worse. You know, like if you speak of the devil, it's like, oh, I just mentioned it in passing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like talk of the devil. It's like we're sitting down having a serious fucking conversation about this guy. You know, like that's worse if I'm talk talking of the devil then speak of the devil it's like maybe but then again it's britain maybe they were just like that's not bloody you know scary enough yeah it's nudie bastards so uh anyways there's that. hello mate what did you got i have the talk of the devil cassette there's uh that's a top shelf a little advertisement for the december tour uh that had brad gillis and the bass player would have been pete way Nice. So and it does say talk to the devil there. Yeah. And uh this is kind of I usually do not buy these like you know rock radio 80s hits and it's got rock in America on it or stuff like that. I usually don't buy those, but I will buy them when they've got unique stuff. So this thing god's been sitting somewhere for 25 years or so. It actually came out in 2001. Um so it's still sealed, still got the little shitty thing yeah. on top. Maximum rock hits, rock legends. Chick in a bikini there. Do you know what Night Ranger song is on here? Let's see. Is it a single by any chance? Yeah, it was a single, I guess. Okay, so if you guess it, then I would say let him run. Uh, let him run. Let him run was never an official single, but it was on the radio, so doesn't matter. Was not a single. Okay, well then, well then, yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, what's your, what's your um strange one from um Dawn Patrol? Young girl in love. Young girl in love. No, the song that is on here is Night Ranger, Sign of the Times. Not see that coming. What, what record label was that? CMC. So they pulled it from their record. Yeah, there you go. So what they got is Leonard Skinner's Sweet Home Alabama, but live. Sticks live. Um, and probably some re-records on here as well. UFO lights out. It doesn't say that it's live, but I would probably go to assume that that's not the original um, version. But, uh, but yeah, Peter Frampton live. Um, Eddie Money live. So, but they do have Night Ranger sign of the time. So that wasn't very much. I like seeing when there's a unique song on there. I probably shouldn't show these because people will buy them and I'm trying to get them. So in 2000 and, oh, fuck. That was a good year. 2000, I don't know when this came out. I'd say somewhere I'd have to do, I could probably do the maths. Uh, 2010 maybe and somewhere the last date i really see is 2007 when they're talking about hole in the sun but they 
printed up 2000 copies. And I'm pretty sure they did the five, um, the five classic records. And I think these are maybe printed in Greece, something like that. But anyways, here they are. So it's a digi pack and it's got the booklet. Yeah, that's the remake. Yeah, I've been, oh, that's how that comes out, huh? And it's got a whole history of uh, the band there. Don't ask yeah. me how it sounds. I don't remember. Yeah, um, I must bought that recently. So there's the hype sticker that would come on the CD. Limited to what? Like 1,500 copies? 2,000. I knew it was something like that. Um, and then I got number 381. Ooh, so I don't want to spend too much on them, you know, but uh, there, you know, you don't see too many of them um, up there. It just says it's, you know, made in the EU, so European Union. But yeah. I don't say exactly um, where I'd have to call that phone number, I guess. Uh, and then also Target is selling ATBPO autographed and it's sealed. So if you're wanting ATBPO autographed, go my to question to you on that before you go to target.com. You know how I showed you the, the um, what was that one talk talk shop live? The talk shop, talk shop live one and the one we got from Danbury Comics had two different UPC numbers on them. I don't know that. Oh, they put right? okay. They put a sticker over it. Okay. So, um, but the, but these are actually printed on the actual tray. You know, the the liner that the ones that we have um, from these other two places. Actually, if you look at this, there's two stickers. This is on top of another sticker. Okay. So there's actually three barcodes on this if you're into the barcode thing. Um, so, but yes, it's sealed. Um, if you go to Target's website or whatever app, type in just Night Ranger, you're going to see ATBPO, two CDs. Okay. You're, if you look for the one that says Signature Series, that's the one that's autographed. If you go to the other one, it's not autographed. Now, they were the same price. But I just looked before we got on here, and I think they raised these to $13.99. All right. And if you spend over $35, shipping's free. Or if you have a Target red card, shipping is free. So there you go. Night Ranger autograph. Bada bing. Um, also, if they search the Facebook page, Josh, you made a pretty obvious post about it. It was pretty clear to, if so someone if, wants to see what it looks like. So if you go to... If you go to our, so you go to our page, the Fans of Motion page on Facebook, and then you search why you're on our page and you go to the search, it's going to search our page. So if you type in autographed ATBPO, mm -hmm. it should be one of the first posts that come up. Yeah. Um, if you hashtag stuff, which I don't, you know, all the time, that's another thing you can do within these groups is if you, like if I would have hashtag target, you could have then searched hashtag target in um, our in page. On, on our page, and then every hashtag target would come up. So that's probably something I need to do a little bit more. Um, I grabbed these for Brent Tree when we were when I was in Anderson. So 
There is the yeah. Carrie Kelly logo that uh, Brent did for Carrie. And there's two new designs on there. There's a panda <laughs> drinking um, some beers and there's a sheep there. And I don't have the sheep. Hey, you do. I'm going to look at it right now. I don't think I got the sheep. I got something else. Yeah, hey, wait, Josh. It's pretty cool. And then there is Carrie has the 40th. Oh, man, that's a nice looking pick. <sighs> there is. He has like a little Slayer thing on the back, but it says aces and nails. Yay or nay there, turd bird. Pulling them out right now. Pull it out. Um, so, yeah. Um, there's there's that. Uh, hey, Carrie's got a ton of picks, doesn't he? He has, yeah. yeah, he has some new, like, with, those are the only two with the logo, with, um, with the 40th anniversary, I think he has three or four new ones there, he has, hold on, I think I got him up here, uh, he has, um, wait, I already showed that, hey, take that back, Brett, what, um, may not have the one no there is one more with your logo so yeah I, I, you gave me the bear yep and you gave me oh i got the donkey yeah sorry That's what i said well sheep on there but what's yeah, the so, other one well this one i didn't i i forgot that it existed because i just saw them holding the two beers and but it is the one with Pulp Fiction. Oh, oh I need that one too now. Well, that's good. You're going to have to find that one on eBay there, mofo. I'm going to sell that one to you on eBay. That's cool. <laughs> I love Pulp Fiction, man. That's a great so, one. But yes, uh, when I went and glanced at him, I just saw beers, right? Yeah. And I, um... uh, I love the Pulp Fiction. That's fantastic. And there is... Say what again? There's a couple more. There's this has the 40th, but it's Iron Maiden, Las Vegas. Nice. What ain't no country I've ever heard of? <laughs> hmm. Say that what again? I dare you. I yeah, he's he's got about 15 different variations of the one I designed for him. Does he look like a bitch? What? <laughs> I said. Can I have what? a drink of your soda? Then why are you trying to fucking like a bitch, Brett? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And Mr. Wallace only likes to be fucked by Mrs. Wallace. I have no idea what you're That's talking about. Because you, That's just, a, I might I'd like to watch that again. Anyway, moving on. Because you're uncultured swine. That's a Quentin Tarantino <laughs> film, so I don't like Quentin Tarantino stuff. Well, that's because you have no taste. Uh, it tastes pretty good. That's what I hear. All right. Is that it for uh, showing off stuff we got? Pumpkin pie, good. Pork chop, good. Yeah, that's all we got for that. Well, then, Brent, we, we were moving on to you, my friend. Your which, fans in motion shout outs. Which fans wall, in motion. Which wallet's yours? The one that says bad, motherfucker? Okay. Josh, you got any more quotes? I could go on forever. Okay. Dude. First one we're going to do here is from James too hot for the hot tub brown. Go back, want to kiss myself. Couldn't put his name on this one, but he um, found one of the Night Ranger newsletters announcing Big Life on the How page. Cool is that man, and I'm trying to get that thing covered up, but 
there we go. Anyway, search page for James Brown. That was very cool that he posted that. We've had several others in the past. Almost. God, when's our anniversary day coming up? We're going to be two years old soon. Because, yeah, his lockdown just had started two years ago today or yesterday. I think it's so, April 15th, something like that. Yeah, that's that. coming up right around the corner. Wow, I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, James, thanks for posting that. That's very cool of you. Yeah, I love that. And this one is from W. Let's see. W. Is that backwards for me, for you guys, or is it backwards for me? W. Orion Fairman posting all this vinyl. Wow, that's a nice little vinyl collection. Yeah. Well, he's not making Josh show us. What's he missing there, Josh? I don't know, but he's got, I see Wild Innocent Youth there. That's the, uh, the 12 inch there he's got a probably a promo version or at least a shrink wrap of big life uh same with seven wishes and the four dawn patrols have, still in plastic well he may uh those may be boardwalk and mca the top yeah, one picture the top, the top one look, is the newest colored one yeah you can uh, see the different colors in the logo look the brightness in the and um but uh so dom patrol midnight madness seven wishes big life man in motion he's greatest hits uh he's got uh two of the four colored versions of atpbo or atbpo excuse me got seven there he's got he's got high road and don't let up which are probably the most expensive ones there um and uh, and he's got two of the atbpos yeah don't need two more so that was pretty cool. Um, I figured Josh would like that post. Yeah. And then we well, got what is this? Let's go back. To, let's go. Let's go back to that post. Uh, so uh, I like to think that we are influencing Night Ranger vinyl cells somewhat by getting people reanimated in their dedication to collecting, uh, you know, Night Ranger vinyl, new and old. So. Um, it used to be Night Ranger Greatest Hits. It's one of the rare records that's out there. Um, and if it would come up on eBay, people would put it up for, let's say, 15 bucks, And I may or may not buy it. That was a year, two years ago. Um, there was one that just sold. And it wasn't a promo. It wasn't any. It wasn't sealed. Just Greatest Hits record, 1989. Had 10 bids, sold for 61 bucks. Oh, I didn't check it. It was up to 39 when you and I were talking Saturday night. So, Very nice, yeah. Man. So, there we are. Uh, all right. Uh, that's all I wanted to say about the uh, record thing there. Go. Okay. Go Sorry, every time I pop this up a little. Wade Lucas. Wade Lucas um, posted some pictures from one of Josh's favorite era. Yeah. The Moon Ranger era. Gary Moon down there. I see Brad sitting on a stool playing acoustic and Kelly wearing uh what is that? A whole a Hawaiian shirt. I can't tell it's so small on my screen, I can't see. Oh yeah, it's something multicolored, but it was the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there, that was a that was a different time in, in um fandom for all of us, but very cool. You know, they were still out there doing it. And I'm going to, last but not least, but I, I saved this one for last because I know 
Josh is going to really appreciate this post from Carrie Ann Suppen. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. she's been she's that been looks... going to town buying up the vinyl she needs, and making she, a little shrine. And she did an all right job. Like that's one thing I'm really like. If someone's got just something off a little bit, like you know, lined up or whatever, I like I'm horrible at hanging stuff because I will measure <laughs> and you know measure the whole thing and. You know, I can't do math unless it's doing stuff like that. And next thing you know, I've got, you know, the circumference of, you know, the the living room and everything else. So she did a <laughs> she did a pretty uh, good job. I don't ain't nothing out there blaring that I see that's uh, very symmetrical. Yes. Um, so well, good that's job. Great, man. I wish I had a spot like that in my uh, humble abode. Now kick out the wife. You'll have all kinds of spots. I got plenty of room. It's just in chaos down here. I'm in the process of doing a lot of shit in my basement. Yeah, Andy's selling a lot of his stuff off. A lot of comic books. I'm parting ways with all my memorabilia. Man, that's rough. Anyway, that's fans of motion news brought to you by Clearacell. Hey, if you got a zit and you need to pop it, and it looks like Josh. Put a little bit of clear cell on there and you'll look like Andy. All right, motherfucker. There you go, Josh. This, you'll know this Speaking one, Speaking of Josh. Josh, look at that little baby face he's got going on. He's shaved. I'm a zit. Get it? Yeah. yeah. Well, every now and then I like to remind myself how fat I've become. So I'll shave yeah. off my beard. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ, look like a naked mole rat. Um, <laughs> so uh, you're not a fabulous Picasso brother material right now. Hey. Check your refrigerator. So. All right. Is it time? It is time. And you got your list ready? I do now. All right. Now that you guys finally told me about it. Jesus. So 1995, I think we just celebrated uh, the 32nd. No, that's uh, 20, not right. 27th. I was going to say. Uh, 27th. March, March 14th. There we go. There, big. I, uh, you uh, did big, some brain on Andy. Hey, look at the big brains on Brett. Um <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so you guys remember like buying this? Yeah. Oh yeah. About a day came out. So came did you, music. So you knew it was coming out. Yep. Did you know anything I, about it? I knew whatever Brent told me. Um, we'd heard my hallucination. Did we not? Trying to think when Tommy boy came out that summer. So we didn't hear it. We heard it in the film, but you know. I remember I was going nuts because I was trying to figure out who was doing a rap version of I Love It Loud when I went to see Tommy Boy in the theater. That's another, that's a whole other story. Because that oh. movie, that movie, let's just touch on that movie for a second. When it came out, it, it was dead. It was at the dollar fit, dollar cinemas pretty quickly. And I remember it was a Wednesday night and back in another marriage, I, I was engaged to someone beforehand and she's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to go see Tommy Boy. She's like, well, why don't you wait till this weekend? I'm like, hey, you know, anyway, she didn't want to go, but she wanted to go, I guess, to watch, to make sure I was actually going to see Tommy Boy. And the theater was, the theater was empty. And I called Andy after I left and said, you got to go see Tommy Boy. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life at the time. And um, next thing you know, Tommy Boy, when it got that second resurgence in the theater, it just exploded at those dollar theaters. And I was really hoping it would put my hallucination on the map. 
So yeah, I put the carpenters back on the map a little bit. Uh, that yeah, was it did. Part of the, uh, Don't more... you remember you told me you love me, baby? Do you want to turn it? Well, you uh, leave it. If yeah, you you know. it's okay. You can turn it um, if you want. Did you? Uh, did and did I hear a niner in there? Um, so uh, seven thirty miles. A lot of people go to school for seven years. Yeah, they're called doctors. Um, so. Uh, that's what you say, Richard. Before the record came out, uh, Metal Edge did like a thing where they went to Tommy's apartment, and you know Jack was sitting there writing. So they had some like you know photos of them, you know, in the studio, you know, and all that stuff. And I just remember like, like yeah, we go for a jog every morning. I'm like, whatever. How old I was? Sixteen years old or whatever. I'm like, how cool would that be? Just you're there and you see him jogging in the morning, you know what I mean? Like just stuff like that. But I do remember them uh, giving a song title. Um, Don't talk to me anymore. And I'm thinking, Oh, that's just a rock and title, right? <laughs> you know, damn Yankees rock and title. So I, there was a, a record store here in town called sound exchange. And I didn't know when the record was coming out, but then one day I was at the store and bam sitting there is, this record right i'm like oh fuck yeah so i grab this this is gonna be a rocking record right totally not a rocking record yeah um and uh you know i'm kind of like you know like all right what the hell did i just listen to um i was so excited to play it for my friends i suddenly was not um and but what is weird is this has become one of my favorite records not that it wouldn't have been like yeah i was expecting a rock record but i you know i'm a fan i'll probably end up liking it no matter what but it's become one of my favorites um it's i i consider this like one of my top cruising you know records like i remember me and my buddy drove out to vegas we just picked up all our shit drove out to vegas back in 98 and uh, we took six hour shifts so he's in the back we were in a chevy celebrity and he's in the back sleeping and that's during the day and i'm driving through utah where you see a sign that says you know no service next hundred miles and there'd be nothing you know and it would just be you an empty highway going about 100 miles an hour and there'd be snow-capped mountains in the uh, background i remember just playing this record just like this is life this is perfect um but uh, it's also a record that a lot of my friends eventually got because I would play. I ended up playing for them and they all enjoyed. So this is probably the record that I probably turned the most uh, people onto. Now, I'm not saying it was the right record to release um, at that time because you really only had one shot at a major release with Warner Brothers. So if it doesn't work, um, you're not getting that big record label shot again and just at the height of grunge um not that i don't know if you could have did anything to make it work but Mm -hmm. that's not getting played on rock radio at all um i heard it at a drugstore uh what was the song to be always be with you i heard it in like muzak drugstore that summer um i heard it at tj max and about lost my shit yeah but I'm like, oh my god it was at this little pharmacy down in southern ohio so um because there were still rock radio stations at least here in central ohio 
that if you released a new song, they would play it for two or three weeks, like the new Def Leppard or the new Slash's Snake Pit. So they would, you know, the Gilby Clark, they would give it airplay. Um, so if you came out with, the, you know, they they played damn they played damn Yankees on the Blitz here in Columbus. Um, you know, they would play uh, some damn Yankees every now and then, but uh, yeah, this wasn't getting any radio play on rock radio. So that's a a, a topic for a, um, yeah. another episode. But I think we can all say now that this is a uh, record that we all appreciate and ranking it um is not easy um because all these songs are near and dear to my heart and we're only ranking the u.s version the japanese version has two bonus tracks uh how does it feel and straight down the line um straight down the line was re-recorded um on tommy shaw's solo record in 97 seven deadly zins and I think Kevin Cronin does Jack Blades' part. And straight down the line is a, it sh- I can't believe it didn't make the record because it is one of the best songs that's that you know um, that was recorded. So we're not ranking the Japanese version. How does it feel? Or straight down the line, just the eleven tracks from the U.S. release. So how do you guys want to do this? Obviously, we'll go backwards, right? Yeah, we're going backwards, 11-1. So we'll just start with one of us and do a circle back around. Okay, I'll oh, be hold, bold. I'll go, I'll hold, go out hold, there first. Hold, let me let me ask you this. Andy, when yes, you sir. first put the album in, what did you think? Well, um, so my, my initial reactions were, I didn't know what to expect. Um, my overall was like, you hear my hallucination. And uh, you open up, and I'm like, oh, this this rocks a little bit. And then it stops rocking a little bit. So it's it's very um, folksy, very... I, I, Great I used the term, No, 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 don't, don't you dare. Watch your filthy mouth. Um, Americana, you know, it's it's fun. I have a couple of notes I had when I was going over the tracks today was like, some of these songs would be fantastic if I had the ability to to sit with friends around a uh, campfire and just sing, you know, strum acoustic guitar and play some songs. Um, but they're good. I mean, they're not that they're bad, you know, it, it's again, I, and I know we're, we always sound like homers and fanboys cause it's hard to rank. This was tough to do because these all are all really good songs. There's one or two that I just, eh, you know, I would skip, but like just to, again, today refreshing myself with this CD and just like, Man, he's done really some good songs. A lot of them sound like, and I wish I could, maybe you do know the, the, who wrote what, but a handful of these sound like definite Jack Blades style solo songs. You know, I, I don't know how to put it to people. Uh, it, it, when you hear it, you know it. And you know, if you listen to Jack Blades solo albums, they don't sound like anything Night Ranger would have done. And I don't know if that's just because of the band dynamic, you know, but when I hear certain songs, I'm like, this sounds like it could have been on a Jack Blade solo album. And it, it could have been written by Tommy. Who knows? I don't mm-hmm. I don't have those uh, yeah. detailed notes, but Neither do I, I wrote it down here. A couple of songs like this sounds like it could have been on a Jack Blade solo album. So, Brent, do you remember the first time you? Absolutely. I had no expectations on it other than I knew it was going to be good because these two guys, when they get together, harmonize like 
two other people don't, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's I mean, just, they're meant to be together. It's yeah, it's 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 absolutely yeah. It, it's just sonically pleasing. Um, I knew that there was going to be some acoustic stuff on it just because I had seen that thing that you were talking about, Metal Edge. Um, I, but maybe they didn't say it was going to be, you know, acoustic stuff in there. Um, but I think they got what Steve Smith from Journey. I think plays on one of the songs. He plays on most and, of the songs. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. Michael Cardelloni. Yeah, and and so. In any event, when I first put it in, I, I totally fell in love with the whole thing. I was just thought it was great. It was it was fun. Um, when we do a in depth look at the album, more will come out as far as my opinion, you know, and stuff. But I mean, there's just there's stories on this record. Just it, it's fantastic, and you wonder how much is real, how much of the names were changed to protect the innocent, like in. Um, down that highway um you know it's just so it's just written perfectly great great stuff and i would like to hear more from these two i i, yeah. I mean i think they're great like brent said they're great at what they do that's uh, what my that's if, what if you, if you touch on the influence album too that was fantastic yeah but I, that was a letdown to me because i wanted to hear original music well, I, I want to hear original music as well, um, but for a tribute album or, you know, a covers album, it's one of the best oh, yeah. Yeah. covers records out there. I mean, their version of Dance With Me is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Summer Breeze, come on. So, and I just don't think they really have probably the time to even do a no record. I mean, that's, I think, why they were doing a cover record, and they have a lot of a second one recorded. Yep. Um, but I just don't think they got the, you know, there's other, you know, sticks is such a huge machine. Night Ranger is a huge machine, obviously. Um, and Tommy, I think did release, I think they did a Led Zeppelin cover or something that he released during the pandemic where I think he either took Jack stuff off or what, I don't know, but it came from that influence, um, influence to, recording so uh andy let's kick it off with you what is your track that you Uh, ranked the absolute worst this is um so my do this uh, yeah well so my my bottom two could have been flipped the reason i moved the the one to the very bottom was and i'll explain when i get to my number 10 song why uh there's a real issue i don't like with my number 10 song but overall i like the song but my number my number 11 is blue continental uh, to me, the song is just okay, and it drags a little. It it just doesn't. If there's a if there's a throwaway on this CD, that would be my throwaway. I'm like, hmm. this song is one I would skip. It just doesn't do anything for me. It's not. And the thing that stinks is it's not bad. It just doesn't do anything for me. So you know, Brent, that's what I got. Do you agree with him at eleven? What do you got? No, I went ahead and did the one that you and I probably both will agree on. It, it, it actually does in the album. It's the end. It was just something they threw on there stating yeah. this is the end. And so just that, it's, that was my last song, but there's I, I switched it at the last minute. So you I, know. I feel you. Well, you know, it's a little bit of a nod to uh, the Beatles, I think. Uh, the uh, Her Majesty off Abbey Road um, and uh, Tomorrow Never Knows, I think. I don't know if it ends Revolver or not. Um, but I'm uh, pretty sure it does. But so the Beatles were always, you know, on some of their albums, they would have some trippy stuff uh, 
or like said her majesty's uh, an acoustic thing at the end of abbey road um and with blue continental i guess at one time andy i would somewhat agree that it was lower on my list yeah but uh the older i get like me and my buddy used to cruise around his old uh early 80s uh oldsmobile cutlass yeah and so you just get that trippy feeling just relax and just you know in your blue continental and i don't know there's something about you know when this song came out there were still these cars on the the road still a little yeah. bit now yeah. there's not i mean and people that aren't our age or a little bit younger they don't know the just how it was to be in a car you know cruise like the size of a central american country mm-hmm. you know with you know a, a, a basically a couch in the back seat yeah i mean like if you hit something it was like events in a third world nation they were so far away you know like <laughs> did it really happen but you know we used to you know one of our part-time jobs we had we would clean this theater um at night and they would have all that theater popcorn, you know, the good stuff, right? And they, we would just put it all in a huge garbage bag. And I would pump the shit out of that good butter. It was like a soup, right? And all week we would cruise and we would have that big ass bag of popcorn in between us, right? Just just munching away, you know, going through McDonald's, getting our dollar oh six yeah. Cokes, yep. cherry Coke, and um, living life. So that is why blue continental to me yeah, it's got it's got more it, value to you it's 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 taken on more in my my older age so my number 11 um again it's a good song um it was the early version of uh toby keith how do you like me now um how are you going to get used to this oh yeah so that is i have that a little higher though but yeah i get you uh that would be my because I you know I was debating with Brent, you know, the end. And I was like, you know what? I can sit here and almost sing the entire the end. Yeah. Now, it's not that fucking long, which is right. good for my memory. But uh to me, it's like, well, the end's gotta be ranked higher if it's just it means more to me. Um, so how are you going to get used to this is my number yeah. eleven. That Brent, surprised me, but yeah. Your number ten. That would be Andy, right? No, I'm fucking screwing around, man. A little bit. My number yeah. 10 would be The Night Goes On. Night Horrible. Goes on. Uh, you obviously don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, right. I'm a little I'm a little different on you. The <laughs> Night Goes On. Uh, harmonies up, yeah. the, up the bung. That's Absolutely. Like, that's but a big harmony song. As I say, in every one of these ranking songs, there are nine songs better than this wrong i don't know, I don't know about that andy you're number 10 <laughs> so my number 10 is this is the end and my reason being is solely for one thing this song is really good i love it lyrically and melody it's great until the very high pitched end have you come to be my that high whatever that is they were the yeah the falsetto re- call yeah. and response I that comes on, I skip to the next. I just move on to the next track again. That's again, that's a good little Beatle type thing where they hearken back to a previous track. Uh, yeah, and they're they're, they're playing a little bit. I mean, yeah, other than that, 
it's a it's a it's a good tune. Well, I and get I it. Didn't, I didn't really like ranking it that low. You know. No, I, I just I get it. I I there's the sayings that I can enjoy a song and just one thing pops up and I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm done. Yeah, I mean, take for example your your issue with the French horn. I I get it. I get what you're saying now because this is that song for me. I'm like, oh my god, if they just took, if they just didn't do that, this song would go so much higher. My See, list, and that doesn't bother me. I because I, yeah. I just it's part of what the charm of what the song is, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, if it was yeah. a real song, yeah, sure, maybe. Sure. But to me, it's it's something. And it's that just an ending. It's an ending, like like I said, they're playing. I think a little tribute to yeah the uh, Beatles. Uh, my number ten. Is the night goes on? You just told me I didn't know what I was talking about. And that's what I said. Well, universally, you could say that about anything and be nah. But uh, um, I think you're yeah. both way off on that one. But you just ate, right. you ate your own words there. It's uh, yeah, it's just those two songs, like I guess, would just and they're like right back to back with each other, if I remember correctly. And um, it was just always the little part that kind of um maybe like the little you know wall in the album or whatever i don't know yeah i get it but uh um but uh you know that's part of the charm of the record uh, a little bit of highs and lows and uh so my number nine my number wait nine. What, what, what do we miss from andy you just skipped andy's 10 didn't you no, no mine was the end. The end. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And my number nine is the end. Um, I really like the part where they go, "Come to be my friend." And you do up. not. You're and such you a. Come to be my friend. Holy Christ! Never that's do what, that. That's what something of Tom Kiefer's joined. Yeah, oh. Never do that again. Don't. Um, I got. I got to get loud if I want to do Kiefer. All right, don't stop. Don't, please don't. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, so. Again, just for the fact that uh, it's not a full track. Um, so, but like I said, I it's stuck in my head more than some stuff. So it is my number nine. Yeah. Andy, number nine. So my number nine is I Can't Live Without You. Um, uh, good, good tune. I have no real issues with it. As in, and as I'm listening to it today, I'm like, you know, this kind of reminds me a little bit of Sunday Morning from Neverland, which actually this would probably be before Neverland. But my point is, is when I hear it, I get that same vibe. Uh, and that, normally that's a good thing. I love that song Sunday Morning by Night Ranger. But um, like Brent alluded to earlier, there's songs I just like better. And this was like actually this was actually the last song I put on my list as far as rankings, because I was looking like which one I missed a song. As I was going through my list, I was like, "Oh yeah, I missed this song." So it just it fell to there by default. It's not a, not a knock on the tune. I think yeah. you're definitely wrong. You're starting to take over the uh, Brent role in this. Uh, Brent, number nine. Wrong. My number nine, or it, 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 from what I understand, it's fucking fantastic with a seven day old bag of popcorn in the back of your car, Blue Continental. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm missing. I need that bag of popcorn. You know, I can just imagine Boulevard. You know, Josh has got, you know, got the bag of popcorn back there. Who's your buddy? Who's driving the car? My buddy Ed. Ed, Ed rolls down the window. Popcorn's fucking everywhere. Josh, oh, you dude, got that. You didn't seal we, the bag up. We found popcorn. You see, in I knew car it. Forever. Uh, 
but like I said, we had a he had a early '80s uh, Oldsmobile Cutlass, um, and uh, but yeah, the popcorn. You know, we like I said, we worked we we worked at the theater like on the weekends after they closed. Uh, weird little thing that you know and never see now is they would have the big spools of film, you know, because we'd go up in the the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing I learned was um originally when we first started we would fight like you know like the first couple of nights like all right who's going to clean the men's room i don't want to do it you do it that quickly changed because the women's restroom was way nastier than any men's restroom so um that is more what i learned from (laughs) that job that little canister that's on the uh side there yeah kick out with your foot god knows um, what would come out of that motherfucker uh, 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 uh oh my lord yeah we uh yeah i hear bad th- I, we, uh, place i <laughs> i'm gonna say a place i worked at um the maids would not the maids what do you call them the cleaning ladies would um stop cleaning one of the restrooms because the women would just throw their tampons used to, on the wall Anyways, yeah, we didn't, have, we didn't need details. And one time, a girl walked into the bathroom. There was just a log of shit on the floor, and she took a picture of it. It showed it to me. She's like, there's just shit on the floor. And this was a nice company. Hey, you can leave things to the imagination. I'm just telling you, I, I, I can second what you're talking about, about women's bathrooms. You can just go, I second that motion and leave, leave out the... I don't. I don't the have wall, any stories like that to tell you, Josh. Leave it, the wall hangers. You talk to no women, Andy. I mean, I've Anyways, got stories. I'm just not going to tell. Yes, Blue Continental. That at one time it would have been lower on my list, but yeah, um, I get it. I get you. It, uh, it you know, you kind of look back twenty some years, and you're like, hey, those. Uh, I get what they're they're talking about uh, now. So, um, Andrew, you're number eight. Uh, number eight for me is uh, "Come to Be My Friend," and come um, to be my friend. I love the the feel of this. As my notes, I love the feel of this song. Uh, the intro reminds me of the opening of Uncle Tom's Cabin by not by Warrant, and um, and I enjoy the chorus of this song a lot. Uh, this is a this is a good tune, man. And if you're if you haven't listened to these songs in a while, really do yourself a favor and put them on and just. Uh, Enjoy headphones are great with this yeah. too, man. Because there's a lot of little stuff in the background I didn't recognize yeah, until I put headphones on today, walking around, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is it's a good yeah. memory." Yeah, good song, good song. Uh, number eight, Brent. Um, my number eight has Hank Jr. blasting on the radio. Thank How are you going to get used to this? Blasting on the radio. I like, I like all those little words or those little, you know, references they put in the, that song. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good tune. Yeah. Because, you know, the and from that part after that, it just started really getting tricky with me. You know, because it started getting tougher. Because now, like, but okay, I love, yeah. I, I love Blue Continental. I love The Night Goes On. But those were songs I will skip. Because yeah. I'm want to be more in an upbeat mood, perhaps. And um, but I like I like now you how you're gonna get used to this. But that's number eight. My number eight. I was a little surprised. I ranked it at number eight. I thought it would be higher when I did this, but that's just um, where it 
fit in and it's always got a it's got s- some good lyrics that i always enjoyed and definitely an album you know i think the older you get um and maybe not for you guys because you guys were all hell you guys were probably married you know you guys are already having the life sucked out of you by yeah 1995 to where that this is the year yeah. that i'm graduated i'm a senior in high school so i still think life you know um is uh i'm still getting had hopes and i'm still i'm still getting the chili dog at the uh, tasty freeze or whatever uh it is there (laughs) thank you john uh, cougar but uh yeah but what happened to the days what happened to the days of summer they came and went too fast should have known it wouldn't last forever um getting lucky with a girl at the drive-in keep me happy for a month or two somehow this song is my number eight down the highway Mm. yeah that's surprising because like it, that is just such a you know yeah uh, that's great how, little uh like a jack and diane-ish yeah. type song uh in you the know. sense of just reminiscing uh you know and they mentioned my favorite uh one of my favorite pastries little debbie's um so um, little Debbie. uh and uh who was it you know who got lost in la paco jimmy my, jimmy jimmy got lost somewhere uh, LA. paco's yeah. in trouble with the dea yeah uh, RJ, yeah, RJ took the easy way out. Little Debbie never knew just what it was all about. It's all about nutty bars, bitch. That's what it's about. Oh, oh still don't know today. That's what I was saying when I said, you know, we'll go in depth deeper. I wonder how much of that's true. And the names might have been changed, you know, from people they grew up with. I would say it's. Uh, or it's just all part of their imagination. I would say. If hallucination any, you know who took the easy way out fred well that ain't we ain't putting fred fred yeah just all, even though you know you know you never know I, uh, uh fred fred uh, was a real jerk we'll, we'll call him rj yeah. so uh brent your number seven my number seven is josh you know don't get turned on or nothing but i can't live without you boy I, I would almost sound like what's his face more cowbell christopher walken yeah christopher Foo walken fighters. yeah i can't I got, live i got without pres- you I got, a, I got a prescription in the now what cowbell well you know when, whenever i hear this song i put my pants the, on just like you one leg at a time but after they're on i make gold records whenever i hear this song it always reminds me of a folgers commercial at the beginning 6 a.m Time to wake up. Time to play that game again. You know, and I just, I, I just see a Folgers commercial. Paul Stanley walks into a circus tent. Oh, that's horrible. (laughs) Yeah, YouTube. Paul Stanley Folgers commercial, and and it never, it never aired. My thing is, I love when he's like, you know, when he's like looking off the side, he turns real quick. The best part of waking up. You know, watch that that sudden. And he vanishes. Well, you know that. that I've happens. I've recently watched it. That's why. Well, it's funny because I I had that on. I I had just the audio of that for years, and I thought, wow, he sounds really good. And you know, I can't believe that wasn't you know on the. I, I think the yeah. audio made it to the radio. Then you see him, but when you put the commercial, no, 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 no. I actually stopped drinking Folgers because of that commercial. You said it was a piece of crystals. Yeah. <laughs> 
the crystals. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So That's when cool. you listen listen to that, I can't. I mean, I'm telling you, it just sounds like a Folger. You know, that's just what it reminds me of. It's it not bad. It just well, that's what I, I think it, what, what's good is even though they do say, you know, time to wake up, time, you know, they, that's, they, they convey that feeling, just that music, you know, just yep. real laid back. You're kind of getting your day started. Um, you know, I'm not putting Folgers in. I got chalk well, nuts, but, um, yeah, you uh, but uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> nothing <laughs> dude i've been drinking chocolate full of nuts for years and how many times have i heard that <sighs> See, they used to sell peanuts then in the 20s they sold or in the early 30s they sold peanuts and coffee then in the late 30s they got rid of the peanuts just kept the coffee and they kept the name so there you go um <laughs> awesome. so uh you're number seven there andrew uh, number seven for me is I'll always be with you. And, uh, you know, this is a, uh, again, another, another really good song. It's very folksy to me. Uh, and this is the first one I thought this sounds like it could have been a Jack Blade solo song. You know, if you pull out the Jack Blade solo album and this put them side by side, you're like, yeah, it's in that same vein to my, uh, my horribly tone deaf untrained ear. I think this, that was the, technically the only single from the record hallucination was on the um the soundtrack but i'm pretty sure this was the only yeah yeah the only video i mean yeah, there's a video, video for it video and single and that's um, why i say i don't know like maybe if we do a deep dive on it uh you know who I, it, I, it would kill me if it was a tommy song like he wrote it jack sings it because mm-hmm. i was like no it sounds like total jack blades to me here i'll tell you why you guys are talking but uh yeah i mean that's it i had nothing with the song just that's uh you know there's other songs i like better my number seven which i think andy you've already mentioned it is uh come to be my friend um not a not a bad song but uh um you get what i'm saying about the uncle tom's cabin intro that you know the kind of i didn't until brent did that um sound just like it didn't it? i just thought the, i thought it was a jukebox um, you, thought, you thought a guy from war was on the other <laughs> the other end i'm like hey uh <laughs> but uh, uh but uh who's that is that bill shakespeare over I'm there like, who had cherry pie cued to the right song just on <laughs> but uh i'd have to listen to it again but uh yeah come to me my friend it's one of those songs where uh, you know what i'm surprised i actually have it that high um, because eat back, even back then I've, it was just one of those songs, it's a little trippy, like what is actually now here you are. Have you come to be my friend? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. I, think it's a, I think it's about drugs. Lyrically, the whole song sounds like it sounds like it was about drugs. Well, you know, um, unfortunately I wasn't doing drugs back then, uh, you know, because, you know, and now but uh but uh <laughs> disclaimer <laughs> but you know in case uh you know uh he's rj from the dea is yeah. on the other line well it's it's you know one of those things my lawyer would would tell me to say that just like my lawyer told me like hey if you're gonna have a baseball bat you know in your car yeah put a ball in the glove in there. Give, me a, give me a favor throw a glove in there um so um 
And for those that don't know, it's easier. So why did you have a, yeah, I was going to softball practice, man. Yeah. Just wasn't yeah. in there to bash when I yeah, broke that had, guy's spleen with uh, it. Uh, we had a but, buddy who had a metal stick with a, with like um, a handlebar grip on it. He called it the peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah. That'll definitely, uh, <laughs> there's no, there's no hiding what it was for. Yeah. You definitely yeah, don't the peacemaker. want peacemaker. You don't want anything modified. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, you, you know, Andy, um, yeah, I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about. Come to me, my friend, just, uh, the, uh, maybe the drug angle. I don't know, but, uh, yeah. uh, it just, I guess lyrically was probably the one song that never I connected with too much. So I'm actually surprised. Maybe it's, uh, at seven, but, uh, my number six, I'm like one behind Andy on some of these, uh, my number six is always be with you. Um, again it you know maybe it's that first impression you know that saying you know first impressions last and all that stuff just my hallucination like okay that's a little light you know it'll kick in yeah kicking the nuts it went doesn't it went to like like you know what the fuck did you know is is this air supply um (laughs) and i mean eventually obviously i i like it but not what you know, my 17 year old self was, um, expecting. So, you know, just, I, I think it always was like, that was just a little bit too syrupy and everything for me, especially at the time. But, uh, that is my number six, Brent, your number six. Um, back when this album came out, this was, this would have been the top three. Um, I love the storytelling behind it. I love, like I said, I love the songwriting on it, but it's come to be my friend. You know, I think it's cool. I love the, um, I said, I love the intro. The intro takes it right, you know, when that little guitar slide and it goes right in there. And that's, um, and Jack, you know, he's kind of got that little twang to his voice a little bit when he's singing it. And it's, it's cool. It's a cool tune. Um, it's got, you know, like you said, listen to it with headphones on. Sounds fantastic with headphones on. Yeah, this album really does. Earbuds or whatever. There's a lot of just little stuff in the background, like there's shakers and there's a little bit of harmonica yeah. here and there. You're like, what is that? And you, and you especially hear it in this song and the, the, you know, and all that crap. It's, it's good. Yeah. Great recording. Andrew, your number six. Uh, number six for me is The Night Goes On. And uh, this is a really solid song. And I actually, when I looked back at my list, I was like, oh, I'm surprised I, I ranked that at six. And I'd say this is probably the best, for me, my favorite Tommy vocal on this thing. Just, I think he's he sounds great on this track. Uh, for me, you know. Um, and, and lyrically, these this might be some of the best lyrics that at least you know maybe tommy shaw was stick stuff you know um castle walls or uh you know stuff like that i'm not going to bring that in to it but let's say damn yankees his solo record and let's say jack blades these are probably some of the lyrics like i right away like know where to go in the book because i always like you reach for your last cigarette oh yeah you ought to quit you ought to do a lot of things but sometimes you forget like yeah. th- that's just a good little lyric. Like there's a lot of these on this where 
lyrically, it isn't a lot of times where it's like lyrically, I'm like attracted to a damn Yankee song because of the lyric or a mm-hmm. Night Ranger song. Night Ranger song, pretty much like the coolest lyric is used to call me by my first name, but he never didn't even call me at all. Yeah. And after that, it's just, yeah, there's something here and there that you maybe like, but uh, you could I, relate to it. Like you, yeah, these are almost a lot like of us have been that guy. Like, you know, like you said, you reach for your last cigarette. Yeah, I, I ought to quit. But mm-hmm. we've all been. It, it's it's not some kind of fairytale fantasy song. It's it's like yeah, I've, I've I've kind of been there. I get what you're saying. And I said it it, it probably should have been a little higher, but um, but like I said, I think Tommy sounds great on this song. I yep. just I think this is where he shines. And Tommy, I mean, that's hard. Tommy's a phenomenal singer. It's like he, not that Tommy ever sounds bad. I just think this is where he really shines and on this song. That's where we were talking about Rick Emmett earlier. That's to me, it's not really Rick Emmett playing guitar. It's Rick Emmett singing. Like to me, yeah, what it's are you like, bringing him in for? Yeah, it's like you. What I are you think, missing? A great yeah. harmonies? <laughs> Sorry, you got oh. Tommy Shaw. See, I think Rick Emmett got it all screwed up. I think they want a Gil Moore, a singing drummer. <laughs> you know, and he's like, screw it. Gil's not going to be say he was in Damn Yankees. It's going to be me. You know, he said he took the call, and I don't know. Like I said, I always went back to late 90s when they brought damon johnson in i thought maybe rick emmett you know would have been there but they say incorrect all right so um those are number sixes uh brent let's do um number five for you well something i've been wanting to tell you for a long time josh don't fucking talk to me anymore there you go don't talk to me oh no 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 great song i open with that it is fantastic love the little bongos and the yeah like you were talking about michael on that song playing talking about the lyrics and what have you yeah jack knows how to phrase a lyric yeah i mean the man is just gifted with that always has been that's a tommy song right yeah um yeah but um i'm I'm just just adding on to what you were saying about you know the lyrics the lyrics jack can phrase a lyric man and uh like i said i just remember um and i remember that that was the only title they used you know in that write-up i don't know maybe six months before the record came out was don't talk to me anymore and it's like you kind of think of don't tell me you love me don't talk to me anymore like and so i'm waiting you know i get punched with i'm always be with you and then come to be my friend i'm like all right here's where it's gonna don't talk to me anymore and it's just like this just keeps getting lighter. Yeah, Hello. But, but you know, Hello. but you got the lyrics like you know, till you get some religion, till you're down on your knees, you know, you could what beg for forgiveness, forgiveness. I forget. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. It just God, it's just so freaking great. Yeah. You know, wish what? this album would have took off because. A lot of people really need to hear this record. That's never going to hear it. Yeah, it's a great record. Again, I mean, if I was their manager at the time, I would have been telling them, hey, this is good. This is great. Uh, this is bad for your career. Um, uh, you got a major label here ready to push us. You're not, the only thing you will get played on is rock radio. You know, Sunny 95 or whatever, you know, late night with the Lila over that fucking shit is they're not going to play this. Um, I mean, it could be played, but they're just not going to. Your only bet is to get a little bit of rock radio behind you. And, you know, what it ended up doing was not getting any airplay, any push. 
and it alienated a lot of people you know i mean a lot of fans out there aren't like us you know who were expecting sticks night ranger and they did not get that um and i mean i don't know if that's why the tour didn't happen is if they took all the support from it because you know like i said it this album was pretty much you know dead right when it came out even you know, but like i said i just know warner brothers pushed it because you obviously got the tommy boy um push they had all kinds of promo stuff in the stores um just yeah um just maybe wrong album i don't know when the right time for this album would have been i guess if you think about it i mean there isn't yeah uh but it's a great album so uh Brent's number five. Don't talk to me no more. My number five. My hallucination. Um, yeah. Probably higher than I thought it would be. Um, it's one track that I, you know, I, I always thought was maybe more towards the bottom, but I think maybe I just like it because I know it kicks off the record. Like, all right, here we go. And yeah. um, I'm, I'm back to one of my favorite records. Um so maybe that's why it sticks up there lyrically um i don't think you know like i could probably talk more about these songs i've ranked lower than above it but uh like i said i think some of it is just because um um it kicks off the the record and there's the uh you know and i do like the beginning manson lived lennon died you don't know the reason why I'm crying. Um, so it's got a good groove. Probably the, I think maybe you look at it as the disappointment because it was the tease. You're like, this is it. This is it. Oh, it's a letdown. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this can't, this album <laughs> this thing's going to rock. Well, this is the, the first uh, track. At the time, I was like, this album can't get any, you know, lighter than this. Yeah. It's like, wah, hey, let's, well, let's, just, the, let's punch you in the, for the next three songs. The songs totally <laughs> set the tone for the album. I don't know if it did. I mean, it's no, you don't think so. I, I can, I, I no, there's only, it, there's only two songs. There's only one of the song I really think compares to it. And none of us have mentioned it yet. So we yeah. all have hey, uh, higher uh, than, yeah, and I know so, what that song is too. So that's the only song to me. And it doesn't, you know, it's not even a comparison of one to the other, like how good it is. So, um, like I said, my hallucination was always a little bit lower. Uh, somehow it, it it squeaked in at number five for me. Um, Andrew, number five. Number five for me is uh, how you going to get used to this. And um, this song is just uh, this song just drives, man. It, it 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 pumps, it rocks, whatever term you want to use. It's a good all around song, and I got. Uh, my main note that I liked on the song is it, the verses are gritty. You know, the chorus might get a little, uh, I don't know, homogenized, but the, I think the, the verses of the song are just really the cook, man. Like, yeah, I was like, I was like bopping my head. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, how are you going to get used to this? So, yeah, uh, yeah. it's kind of like, I, the- I, I think it's a solid tune, man. I think it's one that again, if people go back and listen to it, you'll go, Oh yeah, that is a good tune. Like you just forget about this album, but you shouldn't cause it's really good. Yeah, and when uh, that Toby Keith song uh, came out, two thousand, um, how do you like me now? Yeah, um, which 
right before I went to basic training, that song was just huge, right? Yeah. So basic training, there's no radios or anything like that. That was the one song I stuck had stuck in my head for like seven weeks. So I was just like, Yeah, God, it's a fun I can't, song. Can't wait to hear something new, you know, to get this ear for yeah. me. But when I heard it, I'm like, that's kind of lyrically like uh um how are you going to get uh used to this? Um I obviously have it a little bit um lower and so does uh brent um my number four is uh the fourth track on the record don't talk to me anymore um you know just uh probably some of the best harmonies those two have ever did uh I don't know why it's number four. I mean, I, I start sometimes thinking like, like about some of the other lyrics and stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, it's I mean, almost, too, it's almost too pretty for you to be, to have it that high. Yeah. Well, it's almost like too, it's like, um, you know, number one, have you really ever told someone straight up, don't talk to me anymore. That meant something to you. Right. And and if you have there's hate in there yeah mm -hmm. and that's just too pretty of a song to have hate you know so that's like where it always conflicted like when i saw the song title i'm like this is gonna be a fucking barn burner kicking <laughs> some ass and shit and I'm hey sitting, uh, hey know. don't talk to me anymore okay hey how's your mother can, can you go a little bit higher don't <laughs> talk to... you know and i'm like uh you know, maybe that's going down on my list more. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> you're we'll, talking we'll, yourself we'll, out of it. We'll, you know, it's like, <laughs> no wonder she she's probably, you know, all fine with it. Like, I don't want to talk to your pansy ass. Uh, so uh, I don't know. But that's my number four. It's a pretty song. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, uh, Andy, you're number four. Uh, number four for me is down that highway, man. Your, my list and your list are kind of flipped. Um, yeah, actually, when you were rattling off, I was like, ah, I'm really I think we're all down. kind of flipped. Just we're all pretty so, close, on the, except for a couple. Yeah, down yeah. that. I mean, this is a, a, just another great, fun song. Uh, I love the. It's like Americana in the first half, and then the tempo changes, and I was like, what the heck? And uh, it kind of gets into this. This is the one I put. This would be awesome, Brent, to sit around with like you know Bobby and Gary around a campfire and just. And just everybody just going at it and singing this song. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you and I can't sing to save our lives, but nope. this is just a, uh, I just, this song is just fun. It's yeah. fun. The, the tempo change is fun. The It's a good song, you know, and uh, yeah, I like it. There you go. Say what you and will. Your number four. I'm going to continue with talking about that song down the highway. That's there my number go. four. Um, I think everybody can relate to this song. I mean, I mean, gosh, think back when you were 15 years old. School year drug bias so slowly, seemed like it would never end. Summer flew by out of control and left me here again with the memories, yeah. you know, and it's true. My God, from August until what, June, June 5th, yeah. August 25th, to June 5th. Get me out of here, you know. And then summer comes and you blink and they're already showing back to school commercials on TV in July, you know, and you know, you're like, God, four weeks, it's all over in four <laughs> weeks. And it just, you know, that pit 
in your stomach you got for the last week is before school starts. We're back at uh, Van Loon and looking at our granimals. Oh, it's just granimal. I'm talking about high school. I ain't talking about, you know, I'm not talking about your seventh grade year. <laughs> now, am I the only one, but does everybody have an aunt that has that same haircut? Dude, I was going to say something. I was like, no, I'm not going to attack Tommy's hair. I know I shouldn't either, but I was like, I'm pretty sure everybody's got an aunt. Like, he has bangs. And if, like, and, and if you don't, Go to your next family reunion and look. I bet look you around. You have a relative. A, she's got a styrofoam plate full of potato salad. <laughs> Ambrosia <Yeah>. salad. <laughs> All right. And she's got that haircut. I swear. Sorry, Tom. Uh, Love you. But I, the bang, the bangs were um, what do you call it when you put imagery in? Um well, so I think it's just like the subliminal. Straight, it's it's like subliminal. The, it's like the girls straight, with guns, bang. It's like the straight line, I think. Anyways, uh, girls um, with guns. Uh, so Brent for, so, all right. So now we're at the top three, um, three. So my, I'll, I'll count down from 11. How are you going to get used to this? The night goes on. I probably should rank that higher. The end down that highway seven was come to be my friend. Yeah. That should be all the way down there too. Uh, five, my hallucination and four don't talk to me anymore don't make me violent uh andy 11 blue continental Uh, wrong answer 10 the end then nine can't live without you come to be my friend i'll always be with you six the night goes on um how are you gonna get the use of this and four down the highway um 11 for brent the end the night goes on blue continental how are you going to get used to this? Can't live without you. Come to be my friend. Don't talk to me anymore. And down that highway. So there's one song. There is one song on here that is an all top, all of our top three. Yep. That's it. Uh, the rest have been somewhere already yep. mentioned. So um, I will let's let's do this. Uh, Brent, give me your number three. Let's see if it comes out. My number three is the title track, My Hallucination. Because um, it's not as good as a song that we haven't talked about yet. But no. <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, My Hallucinations, you know, I'm not usually into stuff that has like political messages and what have you. Because it kind of does, you know, talking about, you know, you know. Well, 30 years yeah. enough time for me. Tell me who shot Kennedy. You, well, no, but it was about the, you know, man, the piece, you know, can we all just get along and, you know, but it, but it's, it, it works. It works really well oh, in the you song. Gotta, you got to remember there, that was what they lived. Yeah, exactly. You know, now they're middle-aged. So they're writing about it. Um, yeah. What is it long? Just got a fax from Tokyo. <laughs> you know, that's so cool. You know, but uh, yeah, yeah, the, the song is so well written. Everything about it just works. And the drums sound fantastic on that song. Are you going to mirror Brent or are you going to throw gonna screw up that song that none of us have mentioned yet? What's no, your- I'm not going to throw out the song that shall not be named yet. My number three is Don't Talk to Me Anymore. Um, there's not much more I can add to it that we haven't already said. Let me see what my note says here real quick. I got a struggle. I got a dog pawing at me here. Uh, yeah, my, my notes are just, it's, it's a mellow tune, but I really, I just, I, I don't know. Even the, when Josh harmony. starts breaking it down, I'm like, 
it is kind of odd because like the the few times I've told someone to never speak to me again, it was filled followed by a bunch of cuss words or preceded by a bunch of don't you ever effing talk yeah. to me again. It wasn't like, hey, like not it wasn't like Marky Wahlberg. Hey man, hey, don't talk to me anymore. How's your mother? It wasn't that. What? I was screaming. No. At so yeah, that Josh kind of Josh has a way of swaying my thought process. I'm like, shit, I didn't. I didn't even look at it that way. Uh, you don't <laughs> but, need a, you don't need all that money, uh, Andy. Just send me some. Uh, yeah, I'll spend I'll, it more wisely. You I'll would just blow my, anyways. Um, I'll skip my therapy sessions. My number three, like I, I don't, mentioned, don't do it, Josh. It had moved up in where I would have ranked it years ago is Blue Continental. Yeah, uh, it would only be better if it was uh, the uh, the Blue uh, Cutlass. A celebrity uh, or the, yeah we drove the celebrity out but the uh the cutlass has uh a lot more uh memories uh to it uh you know going and you know he smoked camel wide so trying to find a gas station was selling to him you know because he hasn't 18 yet scrounging yeah. up to find the bucko six to buy the smokes you know all that good stuff so uh you know so blue continental has moved up uh, where it would have yeah, substantially been lower up to here to say uh using josh's memory there analogies of the blue continental brand if you remember i had that blue bronco that i always drove around with the top off all summer long oh but god if you had the top on and all you had was exhaust inside that yeah. thing you smelled it so bad after you rode in that car it, it wasn't the best vehicle i ever owned didn't you paint was, that with like house paint no no i never did that no that might have been your brother painting his nova yeah, Tony yeah, painted the Nova. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I just made me think about it. I was like, I had a blue car. Wait, it was a convertible in a sense. It was a Bronco. I left the top <laughs> off all the time. I will go ahead and break the seal. My Don't number do it. two. My number two is I stumble in. This is where Josh is wrong. So uh, I stumble in as uh, the first appearance for this now. Uh, probably the most rocking tune. Uh, closest song I, we were saying to uh, my hallucination um, but uh, yeah just a great upbeat song I, I stumble and I can't help myself from falling um, that little breakdown cry baby cry mm -hmm. you know so uh, I think if the record was more like that you could have got away with uh, with it a little bit more now again throw that song on anything else you know it don't fit it's still a light acoustics type song but for this record it it was more the ones that was up tempo um but uh musically and lyrically good so i broke the seal my number two i stumble in brent number two my number two um, it's very interchangeable with my number one. I had a hard time with between these two songs. Um, what makes number two work so well is Tommy's high ass vocals in the song. And I'll stumble in when they're sitting there, you know, singing the chorus. Um, Tommy's just wailing. Yeah. And, you know, um, and I just had the lyric in me. I, I will be your destination. I, I will be your destination. I'm your ticket hole, my friend. And hearing Tommy hit that high part, singing with Jack, it's just, a lot of it just molds together so well. 
but yeah, it, I had a tough time um, trying to figure out if that was my number. Some days it is my number one. But not and today. Not today. I had to be truthful. And I went with my heart on this. So, um, but yeah, I stumble in. It's a great feel good song. Yeah. Andy. Absolutely. Unlike these two guys that are wrong, my number two is My Hallucination. Um, as we've alluded to earlier, this was a great opener. It rocks. It alludes to what might be coming. Unfortunately, it does not. But uh, as, a, as an opening track, this is a fun song. And I like I, I can't add much more than what we already talked about. But my notes were like this was we, when you, you know, if you first track, you hit it, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, this will be something. And, and then, you know, it doesn't deliver the rest of the album as far as hard rocking, but it, it's a good album. We know that we're not going to disparage the album, but yeah, I like this song and it's fun. And, and of course it's in Tommy boy. So, well, yeah, it's in, it's in Tommy boy when uh, they are riding with the, the topspin tore off <laughs> of, their, of their blue car and they're, and they're changing. Yeah. They're changing their radio station. Um, and you got to remember too, with, um, with like the line about who shot Kennedy, that was you got to remember jfk had just came out they had released some kennedy documents in 92 or 93 so that was all over the news as well probably when they're writing this in 93 94 all right brent your number number one oh i can't do that i'm cut i'll always be with you 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 guys had this ranked lower um the song is to me lyrically it's fantastic I, I i just fell in love with the song the first time i heard it um the part where tommy comes in and sings his little part just as the icing on the cake with for the song it it works so well um yeah it's sappy but i really like i really like it i, I just think it's it's fantastic but like i said some days I stumble in, it's going to bury this song with, you know, for me. Yeah. But yeah, when I hear it, and, and I, like I said, when I was telling Josh, and it's, it's how much I like the song, I knew where I was when I heard it. It was in TJ Maxx, you know, and I was just flipping out because I couldn't believe they were playing that song. Of course, I didn't know there was a video back then. Yeah. You know, we didn't have YouTube or anything, and MTV and, sure as hell wasn't yeah, playing it. They, they weren't uh, playing this one. Yeah, I no. probably didn't see the video till 10 years ago. Yeah, um, yeah. And you're right. right. To me, what saves the song, I won't say saves it, but the highlight of the song is that bridge, you know, where Tommy is singing really high every time I try to tell you why. Yeah. Somehow the words just uh, slip my mind. I've fallen deeper and deeper. The, uh, I guess to me is I like the acoustic stuff. Uh, the reason why it's just not higher than the other stuff is morning brings another day. It's just yeah. a little bit too happy. And I like a little bit, yeah. you know, I like. Josh likes to rock a little more. Well, I also like, oh. well, I mean, I like the, uh, um, it can't just be too much head shake. Uh, come to be my friend or, I mean, one thing I like about it is it is a little bit, um, you know, I won't say it's gritty. Dark, darker, but, you know, it's, it's a little gritty. You know, mm-hmm. you know, not that I like it, I guess, more, but I, I, I don't like, it just seems a little bit too commercial. But you need that too. I mean, that's the reason well, why it's the first uh, single. It just sounds sincere. The song sounds very sincere to me. You know what? Jack's probably 
listen to this, he's like, I wrote it on the shitter. He yeah. probably um, did. But, uh, you know, it's about his dick. Um, <laughs> Andy, number one. Number one for me is the, is the, the, there was no doubt. This is the first one I wrote down when we had to rank them. Uh, it, five minutes for pro- show started. Um, I stumble in, man. This song is, you know, again, you guys have said everything. Um, the one thing I'll add to it is the, besides the drum groove is just great. Yeah. I mean, I'm rocking along with this. Uh, it's something Brett and I have always, we've talked about, and I, and I was, I was struggling to think of the examples when Brent and I, maybe Brent will think of one, but Jack has a way when he sings of phrasing things, a certain cadence sometimes. And if you remember the song, there I stood with my umbrella. The way no, he, there you he, stood with your umbrella. Well, the, but the standing way he, in the pouring rain. The way he does his some of his phrasing, uh, something about one. Here's one thing that always drew me to Jack Blades, and uh, this song kind of first time I heard, it, I'm like, yeah, that's that's that, and maybe I'm just an idiot about it, but it, it, it maybe it's not super unique. But it's something that I always associate with Jack it's, Blades. It's a got different a way of phrasing songs. It's got a good groove, just like you said. There you were with your umbrella. Yeah, uh, that groove. It's got the heart, the high Tommy harmonies when they're just, you know, I will be your destination. I'm your ticket home, my friend. That is what, you know, mm-hmm. just makes that yeah. song. And as, obviously, it's the only song that we all ranked in our top, top three, <laughs> yeah. top two. And if you get, like I said, you get to the chorus and Tommy's up there, I mean, at that high harmony, which he's so great at. And here's the thing is, and that sometimes it's maybe a criticism of, I guess, Night Ranger or Sticks, but, you know, I've always, you know, I think some of the reason why, like, Goodbye or Sentimental Street, you know, they were top 10 hits, but maybe just aren't played as much is because who are you singing to in Goodbye? You know, it's not really about a girl. So you don't get that emotional attachment. Sentimental Street in the Avenues. I mean, it sounds good, but I don't think it has that. And I think that's with I Stumble In. We've all been there. You know, I Stumble mm-hmm. In. Uh, is it um, is it drinking? Yeah. Is it I Stumble Into Falling In Love? A combination mm-hmm. of both, you know? So, but we've all been there. You know, there you were with your umbrella standing in the pouring rain. I mean, I think we all have a memory oh. of a girl with the wet hair, you know, it's doing so, either you're together or you see her. So to and me, the next lyric to that though, is all about her expectations, lighting up for night of expectation. Mm-hmm. How else are you going to, nobody else is going to fit those lyrics together, but Jack blades. In well, my it's, opinion. A, it's a vagueness that we all can just kind of relate to. We've all been in some situation with a, a love whether it's a vice whether it's a girl whether it's a guy you know whatever it is it's it, there's we've all which i think that's a testament to great songwriting it, you can relate to it feel that train arriving at your station you, you, um, yeah you feel like you know you, you all feel like that song's written for me yeah and uh so I mean, and it I th- just and it rocks yeah like i said i think it has you know the groove um it has the groove and the lyrics and the harmonies uh my number one and it's oh, we have done that yet, have we? Yeah, <laughs> my, my number one, and it and it's weird because it's probably the the least Shaw Blade song on the record. Um, but I think it's 
I think it's some of Jack's best vocals, right? And also, I mean, I think too, uh, it's a good lyric. And, you know, kind of like how you, you said, I think it sounds like a coffee commercial. I think that's just how in tune it is where, you know, yeah, you think of morning and coffee just by, you know, it's just six o'clock time to get up. You know, it's, it's just a good lyric and a good melody. And my number one is I can't live without you. Because, uh, um, and it's a good, you know, it's 8 a.m. trapped in a car, nothing but miles of cars ahead. Yep. And it's just, we've all been there, dream of a faraway place. There was a time when you and I didn't care if we came home at night. Um, and then I think, that, like I said, I think it's one of Jack's best vocals. Um, you know, can't the world go away? You know, it's, it's so simple. You know, it's almost like I shouldn't rank this that high. There's better lyrics, but sometimes simple is what makes it. Can't the girl, can't the world go away? Lock the door to come back another day. I don't know what to do. So I'm holding on to you. I can live without most everything, but I can't live without, like I said, the simplicity of it yeah. is so good. We've all been there. So many wasted years, too many lonely tears. Um, you know, so I think just lyrically, it's great. Musically, it's great. And it just yeah. it closes out the record. Um except for the end yeah, but, uh, um, but i think you need the end there to really pull you back into what the rest of the album was because uh um it's almost if there's any song that's if there's any record that's kind of a journey through in the night ranger world it's this record you do you take a trip through kind of memory lane and mm -hmm. relationships and uh you know, and I think you need the end kind of bridges everything together. It takes you back to come to be my friend, pisses Andy off, which I like now. Um, it moves up go. just uh, <laughs> a, a spot for that. So, yeah, um, that is my number one. I was surprised you guys had it ranked lower, but uh, I had it higher. I just started writing them down. And that was one of the first songs I wrote down. So there was actually the third song I wrote down of oh. what that came out. Because that song's so epic, it's it, it's very epic, especially when him and Tommy are singing the chorus together. So there we are. There is my halluc or hallucination, yep. shawl blades, or as Eddie Van Halen would call them, saw blades. Um, <laughs> so if you have not heard this record, what's wrong with you? You're you yeah. you you are missing out again. Don't put this record in. You know you know wanting to you know after you've had an argument with your girlfriend or you want to drive your car fast try you know get this record yeah. when you want to have a beer and relax maybe have a campfire um i want to i want that list without the songs blacked out we know two yeah. of them probably straight down the line and uh the other one uh shit i can't remember what's called now but uh but if you take those two there's there's four more on here that are marked out not to get uh, yeah this is back in print now what through rock candy records rock candy released it with and i i got it but i obviously don't know where the fuck i put it um uh it has if i remember correctly it does have the two japanese tracks so it's got um straight down the line which straight down the line would probably be in my top three yeah it's um, a great song 
and how does it feel which how does it feel it could easily replace down that highway how you gonna get used to this the night goes on it's in that you know kind of feel of a song so uh you know you could replace you know so they're they're it's worth getting um and I wish I would have found it because I would have read through the booklet a little bit. I'm sure that they did a new interview, but, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's still, it's one of those, probably one of those last records too, where I would, you know, devour the CD book. Right. Like I remember like, yeah. God, like I'd love to be, you know, like where's this fence at? Where are they at? Yeah. It's Jack's um, ranch. I believe probably all of this is, um, yeah. but, uh, um, so yeah. Uh, Good. I think this. I think this album is an album they both wanted to do. It's about. It's. It's something they wanted to just. Yeah, and I don't. I don't. You know. I, I don't have a problem with that. I would. No, going, I don't. I don't mean it going, that way. Going back to that, I would just be like, you do okay. You make something commercial, what people are going to expect. And if it bombs, it bombs. Then you do this record. I just don't see where that record. I'm surprised. Had a chance. I'm surprised. I would. I would. I don't know. I. I do know that there were people in Tommy's circle that straight up told him, "This is not the record you want to do." And, you know, people that were close to him that they you know considered friends and like Tommy pushed them out. Like once they said that, they were not in Tommy's circle no more. Wow. Uh, uh, you know, because they had you know had the debate of, do I tell Tommy what I think or do I kick you know kiss his ass? Nobody wants to hear. And they said like, yeah, hey, I don't think it's the right record. And um, you know, and you're, yeah. you're talking doesn't make it a bad record. Doesn't make it know. a bad record. Just it's just commercially. And um, you know, I mean, it would be interesting just to talk to to Jack and like you know, what were you thinking? You know, well we. You know, maybe they can provide a, a different angle. Just um, I just know when you've had five years of this, right? And you're going to buy this. You're not, you know, you're not expecting expecting that, especially at 1995. Oh. 1995 is the height of grunge. Now you could your argument could be that it doesn't matter what you put out. Yeah. Um, it's it's not going to work well okay let's just make the record we want i mean i guess you could say that but um i think you're cementing the fact that you're not going to make another record on warner brothers if you put that out um so i don't know i don't know like i said uh you know there was still rock radio that would play stuff for you know three or four weeks when it came out at that time um at least here and they would have played Shaw Blades rock stuff, you know, maybe not in the prime spots, but like, you know, I remember Def Leppard, they would play stuff, the new single off slang, uh, work it out, um, the new Scorpions. So, you know, stuff would get airplay. It wouldn't last, but. The only thing I ever heard on the radio was when like you listen to AM radio, talk radio, they call it bumper music. The music they come in, like, hey, this is Brent Walter on 700, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that's, and it was my hallucination would come in with a little guitar riff, you know, and mm -hmm. they talk over it before the lyrics came out and they'd fade it out and they'd be into the program. 
but uh but yeah they're supposed you know. to do that that tour that summer and they did do a show in maryland you can find that on youtube i know where they didn't do a show <laughs> uh, um i remember uh i i was at the newport so often back then that um in the front row that i got to know the head security guy and you know he'd always come up to say hi and i said something about yeah, you know, being there like the next week or something for Shaw Blades. And he's like, Yeah, that show's not happening. I think I think someone like broke their arm or something. He wasn't too sure, but um uh and you know what's funny is I always wondered what happened to that guy. And he showed up on our page really a year ago or so, right? And posted a couple photos and wrote how he did security. And I put in there, like, hey man, I remember you. Now, I'm sure he didn't remember me, but and i can't remember his name but he's never posted since or anything like that so i had to probably go look and see if i could find the post but he did make it i always wondered what happened to him you know because he was at all those shows that's but, crazy uh, man if and uh you know and he did the security for polaris too the amphitheater north of columbus but uh but there you go shawl blades 1995 one of the best records out there so um listen if you there are a lot of people who are listening on youtube and then are finding us but they are not on the facebook page um because they're finding us on youtube listen if you enjoy the podcast the all the action is on the facebook page everybody's getting involved posting stuff it's where you get up to the minute uh you know you will find out concerts there before you will on night ranger anything else the podcast the podcast is usually a week behind or so so uh, go to the facebook page the other thing i would tell everyone as well is go to the fans in motion twitter um i it's a lot easier to share stuff there all i gotta hit is a button and retweets so everything little news that i see or a cool photo i can just retweet um on the fans of motion twitter uh instagram i still have some unique stuff there that i can put in stories um so each of them have their own unique thing so but again the hub is the fans of motion facebook page so go to fans go to facebook up at the top just search fans of motion night ranger you'll find us um and hit join and we will accept you if you're an outstanding citizen um uh and then like i said go to instagram twitter as well uh if you don't want to watch the podcast on the youtube or you want to torture your family on a family vacation yeah you can get us on pandora iHeartRadio, amazon music stitcher uh, the one I like is Audio Mac, um, Apple Podcasts, all that great and lovely stuff. Um, so there yeah, you go. And leave a review. And you can go to the uh, fansofmotion.com and leave, you know, you, well, you can go to fansofmotion.com and get everything there as well. I'm a little bit behind on YouTube comments. Definitely leave us comments on YouTube. Um, it's just I'm a little bit behind leaving comments and replies there. Um, 
but yeah there we go shawl blades uh what's our next shows coming up uh i think all of us are going to be in wilmington at rock the block um i think that's july, the next one july 23rd what's that's oh well there is there may be a show in june we'll be at uh we'll just yeah. leave that in the air because i don't think it's been publicly announced but uh i think the one that we're all going to be at that we've got is july 23rd right wilmington yeah yeah yep okay um but the major hint is it's going to be in one of our area <laughs> close, yeah, close to it anyway that, that ain't a hit that's 90 percent of the show oh, josh goes well, to wisconsin uh, uh i got the but, shit kicked uh, out of me in wisconsin <laughs> <laughs> um but uh so july 23rd wilmington ohio murphy theater the rock on the block it's two or three nights of uh stripers playing the night before um it's a good time so a lot of fans of motion will be there so if you're somewhere in driving distance you want to have a good rock and weekend there you go uh night rangers playing i think north dakota the night before yeah that's they really yeah, yeah. I, 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 I sent ed a message i'm like you who know, did that <laughs> well money probably did that but uh um yeah so um that should be uh interesting yeah. um we can, we can go pick them up at the airport fuck they're guys. gonna fly in like an uber yeah. um yeah. but uh all right so there you go hopefully you enjoyed it hopefully it's not three weeks for you hear from us again even though it is nice not having to talk to Brent for three weeks. Um, <laughs> nice and I did, <laughs> did wear the uh, fans in motion. Yeah, I, I noticed that there. shirt. I like that shirt you got there, Josh. So uh, a little tight in the arms, so it does show the guns, even though. Is it, guns uh, out. But, but is it tight? I mean. No, no, it's just tight here, which is good if I was in a little bit better shape. You know, because it'll oh. show off the guns a little bit, but well, uh, I gotta. You take it out of the wash machine, stretch it a little bit before you dry it, or just hang dry it. It'll. I do the same thing when I get out of the shower. Uh, so, uh, all right. On that note, Brent, say goodbye. <laughs> hey, <it's, laughs> goodbye to Josh. I'm stretching it out of the shower. And Andrew, say goodbye. Hey everybody! Thanks for listening. Uh, remember, always tell a friend if we can get one more person to sign up, it'd be awesome. Uh, what do we have to judge? What sixty-eight hundred people, I think, right now. So, if everybody listening tells one other person, it helps grow the show and grow the community, and keeps the mighty Night Ranger in the Midwest. I said we put it on our fans, like um, not our fans in motion over overseas, like Mark Greenway. Get some people from England. What are you doing? He's yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm the, just trying to get people. We we haven't done enough stuff for the drinking game. We don't want any English or Tories. Um, <laughs> so, uh, bloody hell! Um, now the English. All right, everybody. English, the English are okay. Uh, you know their food not so much. Even though, dick. even though, what the hell is it called? Uh, Spotted dick. So when I was in Afghanistan, well, since you guys are bringing up England, I can't tell these stories anyway. So when I was in Afghanistan, there was a British. Uh, chow hall that i would go to because it was close and you know all their food's just horrible you know it's just you know it's, it's either fish and chips or something that just chips and fish has no taste whatsoever and they had this sauce it's got big bin on it uh h8 or something mm -hmm. like that anyways yeah, i know what you're um, talking about uh 
So I found it at Jungle Gyms. I went there yeah. after the Jewel show the next day. How oh, did you? Yeah, it's like, hey, I remember dousing all that British food with that just to get some taste. So uh, it took me back. So there you go. I have to have a conversation. I have to bring that sauce down and have a conversation with Mark about it. But uh, anyways, we are rambling. If you're still listening, you got issues. We will see you later. Bye. Spotted dick. Yeah, I didn't know Spotted Dick was a real thing. I thought somebody was just making that up and pulling one on me. Well, King I looked Ralph. it up. King Ralph is basically a documentary on English life. Was it? I've never seen it.